Hey, greetings, sports fans, Catholic radio listeners. This is Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host, Brad Moore. And we're bringing you two guys in a conversation. And uh, we're pretty excited tonight to focus the majority of our show on the Bishop Healing Girls and state champions in 3A again. And uh, what an exciting run. And we spent a lot of time this year, Brad, in our basketball uh, section of our show, or basketball time, if you will, talking about the Healing Girls. And uh, we wondered if they could do it. We thought they could do it. And uh, they had the right recipe, didn't they? Talk about a t tenacious performance mm -hmm. from Helan. I, I think that, uh, you know, at times it wasn't pretty. Um, right. But they just physically um, and mentally, they were determined. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they just, they found a way and they got it done. Well, I think what... I think about, and these are we're I, we're in the same I think uh, frame of mind about healing. We talked about three point shooting as one of the issues to consider. Okay, but could anybody put him in that position? Okay, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, that game to go to state and where three point shooting did factor in. Right. But we we talked a lot about their athleticism, their length, their competition they played against, and. Uh, what we really didn't know as much, I mean, we knew they're competitive and hardworking girls, but they had that grit. They had that heart of a champion. And there's so many moments that we need to talk about uh, here that were individuals stepped up and made big, big plays. Yeah. And really uh, go no further than free throws in that championship game. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really impressed. You know, you got to give uh, um, whose team they played in the finals. They played um, not North um, North Polk. Uh, North Polk. Okay. North Sorry. Polk in the final. It yeah, escaped yeah. me there for a second. But yeah. Give North Polk credit because I, I we were texting back and right. forth at the beginning of the game. I thought, okay, these guys have no chance. They right. they do not have the guard play. They couldn't get around the zone. Yeah. You know they were playing right into Helan's hands. Right. And then the second half, they came out a much different team. Matter of fact, they outscored Helan in the second half. Yeah. And uh, really made it competitive. So. Well, at the end, you know those free throws made a big difference. Good coaching, they made adjustments and and found some found some openings in the in the Helan one three one. And we knew, <laughs> and the one three one and and the uh, the two three uh, offense or defense that Helan employed, where they really attack with their two three, were really the trademarks. And and so when you look at the the uh, the analytics of it, you look at three state tournament games. And they turned over their opponents over 60 times. And then you, you, you say, okay, so we got 60 more opportunities versus, right. and, we, and we took care of the ball really well. So the plus minus on that was very significant. Then you factor back in three-point shooting. And you say, well, the other team shot a little bit better maybe um, at times. But yet we shot well enough. And so the key yeah. was... Coach Kulstra said, man, we got to be at 35%. Well, that's that was a great goal. They didn't need it. As you said, can they do it with defense, athleticism? And you said, yes, yes, I believe they can. And you were right, Brad. Right. So if you go down the roster and you look at some heroes, and of course, you're going to talk about uh, Stanley, you're going to talk about uh, uh, Skinner. Mm -hmm. But I had not watched Helan a great deal over the season, but I watched him throughout the state mm -hmm. championship. And, and the person that really impressed me, Zamber. Asaw. Oh, an athlete. It's a tremendous athlete, tremendous stamina, but mm -hmm. she is a one-person transition mm -hmm. stopper mm -hmm. because she would track the ball down. Anytime that the opponent started to run or get in transition, 
She'd track the ball down and she'd get the uh, the person with the ball to turn. She would turn them one time yeah. and that was it. That's what you need. And, and then the rest of the girls would get back. So yeah. I was really impressed with her. Cook, unbelievable with those charges. Yeah. And you know, here's one thing about this team. They all knew their role. Yes, they did. They all had a role. Um, not everybody felt like they had to be a scorer. They knew who their scorers were. Um, very impressed. Very impressed with the with the the team philosophy. Yeah, well, you've said that all along, and and you've coached championship teams at Healing, and 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 I've watched championship teams at Healing, and had you know I've had a a son as one of those, and it always has the same core basis that the team was together, the team understood their roles, and the team had one mission, and that was to win. And and you cannot do it without. We we talk about it a lot, but they really really did. And you you put up you put this defense, um, and you have long, athletic, um, quick girls, and you have a Katie Cook who's a defensive weapon. The ability to step into gaps it's an it's a real talent. It's a real gift. Um, and 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 she took maybe one of the biggest charges uh, in the in the history of healing girls basketball in the semifinal game. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so you could go on and on and on, but, but, you know, I think she had five charges maybe in the championship game, Yeah, which I don't know if they track that, but that's gotta be a record. Oh, and so, uh, if, if I'm the new Briarcliff women's basketball coach, okay, I'm offering her, um, you know, I know Stanley's going off to St. Paul, I think, and, 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 uh, Skinner to, to Wayne State, Wayne State. Katie Cook, uh, can play. And she's only going to get better and, and become a better offensive threat. She's a good enough offensive threat right now to to go. And, and the beautiful thing about NAI, they get a chance to develop a little bit. But I would definitely take her because yeah. she can get up down and she's used to running the floor. And yeah. that's a big, big part of, uh, of GPAC basketball. And how much does that set the tone if you've got someone that's willing to take charges mm -hmm. and you're picking them up time after time? What yeah. is What message does that send to the rest of the team? Well, Coach Donaldson said a charge in girls' basketball is the equivalent of a dunk in boys' basketball. It's such a momentum and game changer, and he's, he's so accurate. I want to come back, Brad, and talk a little bit about three-point shooting. We were very concerned. We were concerned. And the team that sort of had the, re had the recipe to possibly beat us was Cherokee in that game to go to state. And really, what did it come down to? It came down at the end of the game, and it came down to three-point shooting, and we stepped up and made – three critical ones by two freshmen. Then contrast that to the semifinal where we needed three-point shooting and, and Stanley, Caitlin Stanley hits the biggest three-point shot of her career, tied the game up, and then that propelled us to the victory. That, that was a, that's a money shot. That's a senior money shot. And, um, and it's really, really interesting. I was listening to the game on the radio actually. And, and, um, she was just, a you know, hadn't really got going. Great players need one or two things to happen and they explode. And so right before the, the, the beginning of the, of the, right at the end of the second half, she hit a shot. I think she hit a three. And I, I read the article in the paper and this is what's great about, uh, uh, cool and understanding the psychology and knowing your team. And he's a, he's a real pro, uh, uh, really uh, optimistic type of coach, always encouraging. And and his interaction with Stanley coming out of the thing is he kind of came up and said, hey, it's time. It's time to go. And uh, and knowing your players, giving them that confidence. And uh, the second half of that game and the championship game in combination, she was the best player in the tournament. 
because of her all-around game defense, shooting, scoring, assists. And uh, so it was really, really cool to, to read that and hear about that too. But I was so happy for her as that senior and being going out that, man, it, it took that one little uh, ha happening and she just exploded after that. Right. So. Right. Well, I think uh, yeah. It, as I watched him through state, the team that was going to be Helan was going to have to have exceptional guard play. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like any of the opponents that, that I saw really had a Michelle Lund or a Carly Tritz. Right. That could break through defenses. Yeah, that re could really get beyond yeah. beyond that uh, that that trapping defense. They're 1-3-1 uh, one, one and they're 2-3. But then I flipped over and watched the 5A, <laughs> and, and they've got some really remarkable guard play. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's a big difference in the levels for sure. Well, Brad, that's a great start to our show, and there's a lot more for us to talk about on these Bishop girls and their championship run here. And we'll uh, catch everyone after the break on Two Guys in a Conversation. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Guys in a Conversation. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host, Brad Moore. This is the section of our show known as Brad and Steve's Room of Knowledge. And uh, we're just continuing our conversation we started earlier in our show about the the remarkable season that the Bishop Girl uh, Bishop Girls basketball team had, and and bringing home another crown, uh, a state championship three uh, A, and uh, we're just having fun thinking about special moments along the way, and that's the best part about these championship runs is you get to look back and think about the big moments, think about the season, think about all the hard work they put in, and and you said it, Brad, as you look at you look at the different levels of, of girls basketball. The one thing that uh, we discussed earlier in one of our shows is that girls need the opportunity to, to get in the gym. And uh, we never, you know, it's hard because the sports overlap so much anymore, but we've got some facilities now in Siouxland. I am excited. Finally. To watch what's going to happen five and 10 years down the road. We're going to see the fruits of this happen with more. And we've always been a great sports town with some very, yeah. very unbelievable players. I think our numbers of those kind of players is going to go up. Yeah. So when when my son was in fifth grade, he's 22 now, uh, Chris Fulton was mm -hmm. in town and yes. was trying to start the Fulton Academy. And right. we looked everywhere uh, for gym space. And mm -hmm. we, we tried to buy places and it just didn't come together. Right. And, and now look at the facilities that we've got going. Brad, I, uh, <laughs> I I coached a little bit of youth basketball along the way, and, and the last team that I coached was a girls group, and uh, along with Bill Nelson from South Sioux, and they were called the Sioux City Blast, and we had some really terrific young ladies. But, you know, most of the time, you know, we practice, we practice in a elementary gym that was basically about a quarter of a court. We only had one basket. We couldn't go up and down, and we just needed some place that we could, you know, ball handle and work and, and work on stuff, but we, we couldn't get access to a gym. That's going to elevate the, uh, the volleyball and the basketball oh, yeah. Yeah. in Sioux city well, to another level. Yeah. The MVP volleyball program, uh, is gone from being sort of a regional power and getting a lot of good girls regionally and developing, and they're becoming more and more of a national power. They're doing great in Omaha and it, it's, you know, we've got a facility. We've got opportunity. Parents don't have to drive at night down to Omaha or go to Sioux Falls because we got a really solid club here. And again, facility driven. 
And uh, that's just really exciting. But let's go back to, you said something. You said something I just thought about here that really intrigued. If you're a parent out there and you've got a little young lady and she's really interested in wanting to be a basketball player, and you remember Chris Fulton, what, 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 what would you start him doing right away out of the gate, Brad? Well, um, I, I've had parents ask me that previously, and uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in, in the kids got to have the desire. Mm-hmm. You, you can't hunting make, dogs. Got to be yeah, hunting dogs. Right. I mean, here's what I'd do. First thing I'd do is I'd put a, a hoop in my driveway, and I would get that kid a, a ball. And, and if they wear that ball out, and if, if they're dragging you to the driveway every night, mm-hmm. you've got a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, but if, if that kid doesn't want to go out on the driveway mm-hmm. and shoot and isn't begging you to go mm-hmm. out and rebound for him, yep. don't push him. It's just not happening. Yeah. Now, at least not at that time. So that, that's first thing is you get, if the passion and the desire is there, then you go find the absolute best basketball instructor you can find. Mm-hmm. And I drove all the way down to Ankeny to find that at one point, mm-hmm. but I think you find the best basketball instructor you can find and, and, uh, you know, enroll your kid, do whatever you have to do, as long as the kid is willing uh, to get time with that instructor. Right. Well, Tom Jones, um, a number of years ago, one night at Four Seasons, I was down there and one of my kids had said, you know, let's go down and shoot, which we were down there a lot. And and um, that's a bit of a trickle down genetically from me when I grew up. <laughs> I, uh, I spent hours and it was my sanctuary to just go and be and shoot and shoot. And, and, and you talk about it a lot, you earn the right to miss and, and, uh, the repetition and all those things that go like it within golf as well. Like you like to go hit balls by yourself and it's really, it's something soothing. But anyway, he made a really, really good comment. He said, Steve, there's nothing wrong with being down here. If you have a hunting dog, he said, my philosophy about kids and youth and sports is that you load them up in the station wagon, all the hunting dogs. You take them out to the field. You open it up and you let them go. And the hunting dogs are going to stay out there and hunt as long as you let them. The ones that don't want, they're going to come back. And you know who your hunting dogs are. That's exactly right. And it's a really beautiful analogy to think about. I'm going to go back and say something. I have a, I have a grandson now. And he's, he's coming genetically from a couple of families that have been really pro, uh, very much loving basketball. Okay. And uh, he's got a aunt who was a stellar point guard for three years at Northwestern. And, and uh, he's got a couple of grandpas that are almost pseudo crazy basketball fans, um, Denny and I. But uh, I've said to them, now Paige was a pretty darn good ball handler, his aunt. But I said, as soon as he's capable, if he wants to play basketball, he's going to have two balls. Chris Fulton, two ball ball handling. Yeah. And, and you, I, I'm circling all the way back to the point you made. If you can handle the ball and you're a girls player, you're going to play. Right. It's so much of what the focus in is to push weak hand and, and, and force uh, that player to, to go to the offhand. And so the, the girls that start early, the girls that have access to facilities, um, they have an opportunity, they just have an advantage and, and two ball, ball handling is a fundamentally great way to start. And that's probably one of the most important drills mm-hmm. as, as a, as a young player that you yeah. can pick up. Yeah. The other thing, and, and we're going back to a conversation that you had, which I loved so much, uh, maybe last show or the show before you said, you know, I, I love it when teams just go out and they say, we're not changing. We're not changing how we're going to play down six, up six, 
Healing girls were a lot like that this year. <clears throat> and they got behind, but they didn't go away from who they were. They were very, very consistent. And I, I and, and we talk about the game as a game of runs, but you have to believe in who you are. And who who taught that really well at the early stage? Your son was on his team, Chris Fulton. Yeah, for sure. Teams would go, why are they continuing to run and shoot and go? Because that's who they are. That's what we do. That's All our game identity. Long. Yeah. And then you look at the end, you go, hey, what was the score? <laughs> you yeah. know, did I win? Yeah. And, and if you do your thing and you feel good about what you're doing right. and, and you play hard and you, right. you're on the short end at the end, you're not disappointed. No. You had fun. No, no. That's the, that's the ultimate uh, testament to sports is that you look in the mirror and say, did I do the best I personally could do to help my team? And that's all you want to do when you walk away. And, and that's something about Coach uh, Coolstra, Coach yeah. Coolstra, you know, we talked about it a long time ago is, is I picked it up from Flynn in South Sioux City mm -hmm. is the one that was teaching the area how to play that way. Right. But it was fast and fun. Yeah. And all the girls had fun mm -hmm. and, and they would start pressing and running in the first grade. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was accelerated learning. Mm -hmm. that, that's what it was all about. But by the time your kid was in high school, right. they had shot. A thousand game time three pointers. Yeah, yeah. And and then he would cultivate that talent for high school. Won eleven straight championships. Right. That's the way that Coolstra plays. Well, and Coolstra coaches. Yeah, I think there's the bridge in between there. It went from Flynn to Kirk Walker coaching at North, and JD Jeff Donaldson was assistant, and Coolstra was assistant yeah. there. And that's the way they played. And North played exactly the same way yep. that South Sioux did, and yep. they they had. What a run of athletes for North girls Ooh, basketball. They were tough. It was really in, it was just an incredible. Brittany right. Donaldson was right. one. Right. Kalen, Jackie yeah. Kalen, one of the all time greats that Ooh, you and I. was a great announcer during the state tournament. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and others, you know, there's others, obviously, but uh, that was a great, they had the perfect storm over there and the way they played. And, and Cool brought that philosophy to Helan, and Helan's been very consistent with that. No one likes to play healing in girls. Just like you always say, I want I want at the end of the end of the uh, uh, the game or going into the game to go, man, I don't want to play healing. Right. That's that's always been the the calling card of healing is that man, they're gonna give us so much. They're gonna give us a tough time. And and that's the way it was in South Sioux City. You yeah. would go to South Sioux, the gym was big, the girls were tall. The band was big. The crowd was big. Everything was big and in your face, and, and the basketball style was rough. And most teams were defeated before they even started. Well, listen, Brad, we've got some breaking news coming up on the last part of our show here tonight, and it has nothing to do about anything biological. Thank goodness. Uh, but uh, we'll catch everybody uh, after the break here on Two Guys in a Conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Two guys in a conversation. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host, Brad Moore. We're coming to you live from the campus of Sterling Computers in North Sioux. And uh, we sure love the setup that Brad and his team have put together for us uh, this season for, uh, you know, our little podcast. Uh, we do have some breaking news. Um, our show is taped and uh, we just got through watching the Sar Sergeant Bluff Luton boys uh, defeat uh, Clear Creek, Clear Creek, uh, Amana, Amana, and the state semifinals. They'll be playing the state championship game uh, tomorrow night at six thirty. And uh, wow, big win for Sergeant Bluff. Um, 
And Brad said it was a, a little uh, underwhelming at times. A little sloppy. Um, obviously, Sergeant Bluff with her size um, is, a, is a factor, 6'8", 6'7", 6'6". Um, and, and what's going to be the factor tomorrow, Brad, is can their guard play uh, stay in there against uh, one of the top players in the state, uh, the Bourne kid, who's only – 510 5'11 from Norwalk, but uh, is being recruited by a lot of the mid majors, right? Well, I think the weakness for Sergeant Bluff, you know, they're tall and they're long, right? Um, you know, if there's a weakness, it, it would be in their their guard play and their guards' ability to defend yeah. the uh, Clear Creek Mana guards. Yeah. We're, we're getting by him and getting some open shots. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting seeing TJ Bowler's play. For, Oh, he's definitely bowlers. He's definitely a linebacker. He sets some hard screens. Talk about TJ Bowlers. I'm a little. He's a, as you know, he's right down the road uh, from the University of Iowa. He's a highly, highly recruited player, one of the top in the country. I was going right. to have two, um, possibly two five stars with the kid out of uh, Fedone, out of uh, Lewis Central, arguably. The greatest class would be the 2021 class yes. that Iowa's ever had. That's what they're talking. So Bowlers is part of that, and he's a he's a possible outside linebacker in a three four defensive end. And he the word is he's he's uh, lukewarm with Iowa. He's really looking at Nebraska Wisconsin uh, because of the schemes. His dad was a former player at Iowa, but who knows uh, how all that's yeah. going to shake out? Yeah, you know, a lot of it is. Uh, just playing it close to the vest. I think yeah. he just wants a little more love out of Iowa. He wants the, all the Iowa oh. fans to to you know beg and plead. Didn't Alabama offer him? I think Alabama's I think, offered him and Fedone. I think he and Fedone basically have offers from anybody, so, everybody in the country. Yeah, interesting. Well, I didn't get a chance to actually see him. That'd have been interesting, but uh, obviously, good athlete to be on the floor. But uh, Sergeant Bluff boys, man, what are? That's pretty impressive. How they're uh, still a great win. They're yeah, in, they're yeah. in the state finals. Yeah, yeah, and anything can happen. It'll be an interesting matchup. It'll be an interesting matchup to see if they can contain Bourne uh, guard wise at all. And what does he do when he penetrates into the size? And he's a special player, and will he create all kinds of problems? And I don't know what his supporting cast is. I'm sure it's it's pretty good. But uh, have you watched any of the foray? I've not this year. Now, Waukee has got two guys that are juniors that are that are almost twins, and they're not related. Six, 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 seven, uh, two and three type players that are just really lighting it up. Wow. And and there's a lot of interest. They've got a lot of different offers uh, from. Power Five conferences, and and uh, so that's a pretty interesting uh, um, uh, element to uh, the state. And, and and basketball, boys basketball in the state of Iowa uh, is just continuing to be really, really good. There's a lot of good players that come out of this state. Yeah. Well, the girls this year, I was talking about the 5A yeah. um, and uh, who won that? Johnston, right? Johnston win the state championship. Yeah. I think so. They have three D1 girls. Yeah. And and the other team had a couple, yep. so you had five D one players playing and, at the same time. And one of the and a first team high school all American uh, got beat out to didn't right. play there. Clark, who's and going to some, Iowa, who is a top five player in the country. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. And that you know part of those things are that we're circling all the way back to the same discussion. All Iowa Tech. That's a big time girls program. AAU. Um, and their Cedar Rapid Panthers back in the day were a solid big time AAU program. And, 
I can't wait to see what happens up here. So I was at a coaching clinic in uh, Des Moines. I was with uh, Coach Betts mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Bill Self came up from Kansas and he started out by saying, what am I doing in the middle of Iowa? Because there are six blue chip high school recruits coming out of the state of Iowa every single year. And you know, that was right after he had Heinrich and Collison. Collison. Yeah. 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 Well, again, it's all about travel and, and playing and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, a we're a winter, you know, the, the weather, we're not playing baseball year round up here. So we're, we're a little more acclimated or more inclined to be inside and basketball should be. And wrestling. Should be. Yeah. But you know, as good as Iowa is, Brad, it's kind of like when you drive into Indiana and you go over to Indiana and you do, you go to a basketball tournament there and you're driving by and the town says population, uh, 7,000 gym holds 2,500. Yeah. What's, what, what's the, the, big AAU facility over there? Well, there's one in, um, I don't know if it's not Fort Wayne. Um, I've been there. It's the, uh, God dang it. It's a fabulous place. Yeah, we've been there. So we went um, there. We yeah. played in it. I can't a- think of the name right now. AAU tournament, but it's like. When you walk in, you see all it's of like the history. Museum. Yeah, yeah. The history and uh, yeah, it, I, I, it's a. When it's you walk place. into the place, you you understand that Indiana basketball yeah. is a little different. Yeah, yeah, and be, and playing against the teams, they're just everywhere. Everywhere you turn around, there's fabulous teams when you go over there. But uh, gosh darn it, that'll come that'll come to my mind as soon as we get off the air. I'm sure, but that that's a great place. So, but uh, yeah, basketball, football, uh, Midwest. Um, you know, speaking of pr- perspective. Uh, recruits, Omaha is has got a lot of um, high level football recruits, Brad, and basketball. Wisconsin's got a kid uh, that they've signed out of, I think, Bellevue East or Bellevue West, basketball wise. But boy, there's a lot of noise being made about some of these juniors, sophomores, juniors, and uh, upcoming in the Omaha area. Yeah. So for once, Nebraska's got some basketball talent. They've got a top 25 player. Um, you know, can Nebraska keep him? Can Hoiberg keep him? With right. what Hoiberg's got coming back and with the couple recruit commits that he's got, you know, if he could add that kid to the mix, you know, he's all of a sudden instantly competitive. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I watched uh, Luca Garza play almost every game this year as an Iowa fan. And, uh, you know, you become, you start appreciating him more and more and more. And then people have really got in and, started analyzing his game and and you Fred Hoiberg just raves about him and talks about angles and uh, positioning. And then they talk about the relentless nature of him, but he was named the sporting news uh, national player of the year um, and was in line for other possible uh, national honors, big 10 player of the year. And uh, so it's kind of a bummer that we didn't get to kind of see how he could have carried Iowa, how far he could have carried Iowa, the big 10 tournament, the NCAA with the, with the with the recent cancellations today, uh, we just heard of the NCAA tournament. Everything's canceled. Yeah, you what know, are we gonna do for thirty days, Brad? I don't know. Hopefully, they won't cancel the Masters. Maybe they'll just uh, no fans at the Masters. Man, but the they, Masters is about all we've got left now. So we've got uh, College World Series canceled, wow. NHL canceled, NBA canceled. I think that I just heard today uh, NBA is thinking about restarting their. Um, uh, season thirty days from now. Yeah, good. So they're post they're postponing right now and not. Comp- I, I heard the word cancellation, but it's actually a postponement. And then NAIA canceled the remaining championships yeah. for the and, year. And by the way, Morningside destroyed their first round opponent uh, yesterday, 
and I was looking really, really good. Really, so, really disappointing from oh, Morningside. Yeah. My nephew, Jack, is a lacrosse player at Maryland. He, he just underwent ankle surgery and had and been a, a regular for them and starter. I was hoping to get back on the field in May as they make that final run and, and was rehabbing. And they just walked in and said, hey, seniors, you're done. You don't have to lift anymore. It's over. Just boom. And, uh, you know, that's, gosh, that's just a, that's like just getting the rug pulled out from underneath, yeah, you know. Disappointing for Creighton, I, the year Creighton was having, oh, headed, headed into oh, the uh, NCAA absolutely. tournament. They had a lot of potential, top, top 10 team now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to, it's almost like um, we're going to be on a sports fast. And boy, the I don't next, like it. I, I don't like no, it at all. But boy, the next time we get a, to watch something, it's just, we're going to suck it all in and taste it and. It's going to be so much fun because uh, I'm a junkie. I'm gonna. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You yeah. know, it's. I'm gonna have to watch old reruns. I guess. You yeah. Know? So so we've got uh, uh, NCAA baseball. Hopefully that continues. Yeah. I, I like watching Nebraska baseball. Oh yeah yeah. Hopefully uh, spring football is not canceled. Even though classes have, yeah. have been canceled at yeah. almost every university, right. or at least right. in person canceled. Right. Well, let's let's hope this uh, this stuff runs its course quickly things flatline and stabilize and we get get back to our normal lives because sports are such a big part of it uh for me and for many other folks around the country so uh we'll see what we have to talk about next week on our show we might talk about business or stuff that's really boring brand yeah so yeah, we'll stay away from politics we yeah, promise yeah we'll stay away from that stuff so hey thanks for listening everyone to uh uh, two guys in a conversation signing off for Brad Moore. This is Steve Ferguson.